If you've been listening to my podcast by now, you've probably noticed it's a little scrappy. Some weeks I'm really polished, other weeks I'm not. Some weeks I'm hiring a producer to help me edit and other weeks I'm winging it by myself. But sometimes, just like tonight, I'm just clearing my head and that's the kind of podcast this is. If you don't want to hear this kind of rambling, then please skip this episode. If you do, here's my wisdom. How do I become a better writer? It's quite a popular question right now, and I think it ties to this hybrid work approach and that many of us, if we've decided to work part from home, part from the office, and especially when we're working at a mega big company, and especially when we have teams all around the world, we're having to become better writers. It's such a great request for help that comes to me in my coaching, and it comes with a little vulnerability because in asking for that help, we have to say, hey... I write okay, but I'm definitely seeing evidence where I can write better. But how do we get there? How do we write better? And that's what I'm unpacking this week on the Sage Sayers podcast. How do we write better? Goodness. I can only explain my insight from being a writer for a long, long time. And I've been a writer since I can remember actually thinking back to it when I was really, really young and living with my mum and my sister in the wilderness of New Zealand. We didn't have a lot of toys, nor did we have a lot of electronics. I was, I'm too old for us to have had electronics back then, apart from TV. And in New Zealand, we only had TV one and TV2, those are our two options, TV1 and TV2. Both of those TV channels came on late-ish, so maybe 10am New Zealand time, and there was a goodnight Kiwi that shut both of those stations down by midnight. But even without that, I don't believe we would have used electronics to entertain. We weren't really that kind of family. We were a creative family, an innovative family, and of course, being in New Zealand's beautiful wilderness where the light is just absolutely stunning, we got to create our own fun and often outdoors. But when I was indoors, how did I entertain myself? Because TV1 and TV2 were kind of limited in 1973. And really what entertained me the most was reading. And then my mum handing me a stack of papers, paper, and some drawing utensils, which I used to draw characters that were floating around in my head, and I would even illustrate them. So I think one way I have become a reasonable writer enough to work for some of the most beautiful publications in the world, way beyond I could ever have possibly dreamed, including The Economist, including the FT of London, including The Guardian, was just writing. I wrote my ideas down. And as adults, we can do this today too. When we write regularly and find a cadence to write regularly, our written word improves, and that's the bottom line. So if you're really wanting to become a better writer, my first offering is write. It might be a journal. A commitment to writing my thoughts down daily through a journal. The Day One app is superb. I have a wonderful former coachee, now friend, I can thank for this, for introducing me to the Day One app. He works at Apple and it's a fantastic tool. I love it. I open it up and I type up my ideas or what I'm grateful for this day. And every day this gets me into a cadence of writing. So write. If you want to become a better writer, write. 
I would say additionally, you want to read and read all kinds of things, not just to learn and become an expert in your field, but perhaps it's also tying to reading just for pleasure and read with simply the joy and through the lens of wanting to become a better writer. I'm not suggesting you work as you write. I I would like to suggest, hey, take a word journal down and jot down any words that appeal to you and seem lively and something you'd want to incorporate in your own writing. But I don't really, I'm not super convinced you really need to even do that. I do believe the best way for us to learn to write well is to read really beautiful writing. Now, if you really do want to be hyper-achieving in this space, then do keep a record of the work you love. And I'm not just meaning literature or thought leadership journals or um, trade journals that you enjoy reading or news articles you enjoy reading. I'm, I'm also meaning beautiful correspondence that comes past your desk. Maybe it's a, a well-crafted email that someone on your team wrote, whatever it is. Start to read a lot and notice the readings. This is my third tip. Now notice the reading that you really, really enjoy and save it and cro- and then step back and unpack What is it that you're really responding to? This tip is really important for me, was very important to me as an early journalist. I knew how to write, I think, when I first started being a journalist reasonably well, but I really struggled with the structure. And one thing that helped me move from very good or just good to very good or very good to great was reading the masters in the field. And for me, that was The Economist. And once I stumbled across an article that I truly enjoyed, then I dissected it and kept it. And I looked at it and said, okay, what exactly did I respond so well to? Why did I love this writing? And then piece by piece, unpack what this writer has done. Might it have been a beautifully written narrative lead? Might it have been crisp words? Might it have been a playful use of language? Might it have been something else? It doesn't really matter what it is, but once you understand what it is, you can start to build a strategy on how you want to write. Failure to do that can mean you're just kind of poking around in the dark a little bit. So get really targeted as you read what it is that helps you love writing And then dissecting that and plugging it into some strategy. So that's three tips that are coming to me so far. Read, write, and then dissect the masters in the field. But how else can we really become better writers? Well, here's a small sharing. I say continue to study the craft. I'm 51 years old, almost 52 And believe it or not, I am committing to myself and to my coach, from whom I get coaching regularly, that I am going to enroll in the business writing course that The Economist magazine has recently launched in the last year or so, because I want to continue to refine my craft. The best thing about writing is this feeling that you can never truly master this craft because who determines what mastery is in the first place? And also it's words. How can we be perfect anyway? So I 
But I do love to learn. I do love the written word. And I want to be the absolute best I can possibly be within my lifetime. So I am taking a course. I'm going to subscribe to this business writing course that The Economist launch is launching, has launched. And I'm also planning within the next six months or so to do Marianne Roach's memoir writing course, which I also think will be equally as fun. I just want to learn from the masters and I want to learn not only what they have to tell me about becoming a better writer, but also how they go about inspiring others, because that's part of my job, of course, to as a communications coach, to inspire others to be the very best they can possibly be in both written and oral communications, but also get out of their own way. And I do feel strongly that having knowledge of the craft that you're trying to perfect or get better at does build confidence and it will inspire you as well. So I would say as a fourth tip, learn more about writing. And I'm holding myself accountable for a fifth tip. How do we become a better writer? I would say experiment, because again, getting back to this idea that no perfect writing exists, even the masters would unpack their own work and say it's horrible. And I know this to be true because I recently listened to a delightful podcast interview with Lucy Calloway, a former correspondent for the Financial Times of London, who did this delightful ongoing series poking fun at awful business communication out there. Of course, I followed her for years, but I was surprised when I listened to her interview about her nonprofit she's launched, having retired from the Financial Times after a long career, how much self-doubt she had. But I do believe that experimenting with different ways to write can build our knowledge, help us see what works and what does not, but also build this muscle of trying. Because what I notice when I coach others who come to me to become a better writer is this fear-induced state in which they come to me. They they have so much self-doubt. And yet we all know from experimenting and trying different things, we can shift this fearful mindset, this fear-induced mindset that we're awful at writing or that our words don't count, to a place of discovery, experimentation, trying new things, and learn from what lands and what doesn't. It will really free you up. And really what we're asking for here with this idea, this fifth idea, is manage your stickler saboteur, your fussy need to be perfect. It's only when we get a little bit messy that we learn about what works and what doesn't, what we're comfortable with with what and what we're not. But also through that experimenting, we can try something bigger and bolder that might actually, in fact, be the absolute perfect way that we want to write. I'm cutting myself off here. Thanks for listening for this ramble. I am holding myself accountable to publishing this without any bookend music, simply with my ramblings on a Friday night. Thanks for listening. And if you want to leave any comments after this podcast, then do so on LinkedIn because that's where I'm putting this post. Thanks so much. Take good care. And I will speak with you again soon. Get writing.